This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. The only danger is if they send us to that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty? That was our planet! You maniacs! You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. I was curious as to whether or not you were actually going to go for it. I went for it. And you went for it. I don't do anything half-assed. Greg. Yeah, I see that. That's I'm very impressed. I was using my whole ass. Yeah, well, well done. Thank you. Um, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And that quote, of course, is from the episode Deep Space Homer, uh, the 15th episode in season five. We are rounding the bend and almost done with this season. We're heading. We're heading there. Yeah, I am. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, we did good. <laughs> we're we're yeah. doing we're doing really well. I think we should all really be thankful for us. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I mean, this is free. Yep. After all, and there aren't many encyclopedic compendiums of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. I'd say there. I'd say there's only one. Yeah, us. I would. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's the only one. So good work, us. Yeah. So again, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. How you been? Been great. How about you? Busy again. Yeah. yeah we um, just uh, closed the show. Mm-hmm. Another one mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend um, went pretty well. Uh, for those of you, for the weird crossover that there might be, maybe someone who was who saw the show listens to this podcast. No, if that's the case, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> I know you. I didn't, didn't even see you, it. You didn't and see I'm it. A host. So. Yeah. <laughs> Why would anyone go see it? Who's listening? That's a good question. I, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe like there's like we have a lot of listeners now. Yeah, most most don't live in Calgary, though. <laughs> they don't? I don't think so. Really? Well, I mean, there's only so many stats I can glean from SoundCloud, but That's a lot true. of it, uh, the majority seems to come from the States, so. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yep. I wonder if one of them And is, Australia. I wonder if one of them is uh, David Merkin. I hope so. Maybe Bill Oakley? No. No? What about Josh Weinstein? Probably. But not Bill Oakley. No. I reached out to him on Twitter, and he said, that's, please stop harassing me. That's Yeah, that's fair enough. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, do we have any housekeeping things to get to? No. No, not today? Okay, fantastic. We've, we we uh, we recorded this one a week after the last one, so we're on track this time. Oh, fantastic. So, so there's not much to talk about. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually really glad that we managed to do this. Yeah. Yeah. We um, happen to have the past two guests that are just currently living here. <laughs> uh, so that's super easy. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's the reason. <laughs> speaking of, we welcome a returning guest. Hi, Camille. Hi, everybody. Good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Uh, you were on when we did uh, Three Men in a Comic Book. Yeah. And Burns' Air. And Burns' Air. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, it was it, season two for yeah. sure. Or was it Blood Feud? Blood Feud, that's what Blood I meant. Blood Feud. Yeah. 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 Burns' Air is in this Yeah, we haven't season. done that yet. <laughs> Isn't it? I think it is. It's the end of the season. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Um, so yeah, Blood Feud and Three Kind of a similar book. concept. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so very. You can, you can understand my confusion. I, I can, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, animation is much better in yes. Burns' Air. Agreed. Um, so 
Howdy, how have you been? Good, good. <laughs> it's been are... a it's been a while since you've been. It's been on a while. Here. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn your mic I, down I right like now. To... <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> all right, that's enough out of that one for a little bit. Wow, that <laughs> didn't all, last long at all. Camille, well, it's you and me for a while. Perfect. Damn it, Alan's had his rights taken away. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. This is my first time in the residence studio. I believe I was on one of the on the road shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you live were live in Edmonton. Yeah, live mm-hmm. live from. The worst city in the world. <laughs> I'm sure there's worse ones. Well, we said Aleppo, it. for example. Okay, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, Syrian yeah. refugees. That's fair. Um, Do you going, think any Syrian Sorry, refugees listen? Um, maybe. If if so, welcome to our country. Yeah. Your good good choice coming here and not the States. Well, um, At least currently. Yeah. Um, now, like, you're more you than, might not have had a choice, but still. Obviously, you're very welcome. Yeah, you know what I saw actually. I was at a, um, I was at a hockey game, um, uh, the other night. It was the uh, it was the Arizona game where they lost five nothing. I'm talking about the Calgary Flames here because Flames lost five nothing. Yeah, Flames <laughs> lost five nothing. Oh yeah, I remember. That. It was super bad. Like Ali and I left halfway through the the second intermission. It was just like I can't oh, do this. I can't do this. It was four nothing, and it only got worse. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm really glad we left. Um, anyway, at the very beginning of the game, they had like a, they had, they had, a, 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 I think two or three Syrian refugee families, um, on the ice to, uh, and everyone was, and it was oh. to be like, welcome, welcome to our country. Welcome, welcome home. And like, we've, um, we've extended our, this piece of our culture to you. Um, please enjoy a hockey game on the Flames Foundation, right? Wow. So the, the Flames uh, the Saddle Dome or whatever it is paid for their tickets and they, they came oh. and it's like, yeah, like you're coming to our country. Please enjoy a, a little piece of our culture and uh, welcome home. Hmm. Yeah. That's Get used to the flames losing like this all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's Get used to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does that happen a lot? I don't know how. Um, more often than not this yeah. season. Uh, it's, it's a big deal when they make the playoffs. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is. Oh. Like people are like really excited because it's yeah. not a normal thing. Yeah. They're not a team like the Blackhawks or... Where it's expected. Where, yeah, where it's just like, you, you should make the team. You yeah. always do. Yeah. <laughs> or the team. The fl- playoffs. Okay. So, so the, like, refugee family wouldn't be like, oh, so do, so just the one, they take turn just the one side does all the points then? Is that how you guys do <laughs> is that this uh, ice hockey is? Here? Is that how this ice, yeah, huh. like, only one team gets, only gets one team is allowed every, to score in one game. game yeah. And then the next game is against that same team, and they get, and the other team gets to score, and they then they decide. They just swap, yeah. Great. See, I can, that yeah, that's, that would be a problem. That yeah. sounds like cricket. sports work. I assume. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I know there's something called a bowler. And a wicket mm-hmm. in cricket. I feel like everything <laughs> should it. just rhyme with cricket if they're going to do one. Like, they have something called a wicket. Why not make yeah. everything rhyme with cricket? Mm-hmm. Like, like, instead of bowler, like a bicket? Yeah. Or, or stick it. Stick it. Yeah, that's that, like the bat, that should the be the bat. bat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ricket. That's like a disease, so. <laughs> that's what the losers get? You get rickets? <laughs> get the rickets. You get rickets. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to get the enough. You got It's a needle. <laughs> It's like good game. Ow. Oh, oh dear. And if you win your net, if you win a game soon enough, you will get the antidote. <laughs> oh. But if you lose five in a Man, row, you're, you're, you're that's, stuck with Ricketts. Yeah, you're for pretty your much life. stuck with Ricketts. <laughs> I don't really know what the Ricketts are. Um, it's like an old timey disease. Yeah, it's an old <laughs> it's an old timey disease. The only reason I know it is because of Patton Oswalt's bit. Right. Yeah. 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 
It's like we died from the rickets. Yeah, like I had nine. I birthed nine children, and five of them died of the rickets. Yeah, and two of them got dragged off by wolverines. <laughs> I think you're conflating the uh, the birth. Uh, uh, wolverine steals the afterbirth. Yeah, that's wolverine the, steals the afterbirth. Yeah, that's the wolverine bit. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but this isn't talking for clapping. The Pat Oswalt cu- podcast. No, it's not. See what I did there? Uh, yeah, this is two bad neighbors. This is a Simpsons podcast. So, shall we talk about this episode? Oh my God, let's! This episode yes. is called Deep Space Homer. Yep. And this aired again. We're we're on track for almost thirteen years. To the or, sorry, twenty three years in the future. Yeah. Uh, so twenty the February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four is when this episode originally aired. That's when this episode's going to come out. On the Friday, Fe- February twenty fourth. Yeah, that's, nailed it. That's February February twenty fourth. Th- that'll it. be this this episode's twenty third birthday. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations happy birthday, to this guys. episode. Yeah, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Don't sing it. Uh, this is directed by <laughs> this is directed by Carlos Beza. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And written by David Merkin. The only episode that David Merkin is credited with writing. Really. Yes, yet he was he's a, a showrunner. Yet he was a showrunner. Yeah, so obviously he probably contributed a lot, but mm-hmm. this is the only one he gets the uh, credit for. During his time or nope, ever? Ever. Wow. Okay. Even so, Matt Groening has more writing credits than David Merkin. Two, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both terrible? They're, they're not terrible. I mean, Some Enchanted Colonel, Evening. Colonel Homer sucks. Right, Colonel Homer. It's not one. terrible. Yeah. Um, Some Encha- he wrote Some Enchanted Evening? Did he? I thought that was the one. The other one. No? Oh my god, I have to find out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I as we all know, that that episode sucks. I'm pretty sure I remember it, like reading that the two episodes he wrote were ones I hated, but I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just remembering that because I hate that episode. Anyway, uh so this episode, while Greg looks that up, this episode is written by Matt oh. Groening and Sam Simon. Okay. Yeah, they get they Dual. get first draft credit on that one. All right. Unfortunately, oh man! And look at that! Look at that picture. It's terrible. A screen cap from the episode yeah. "Some Enchanted Evening." It's just so gross. Which we talk about in length in our one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. So check it out. Check it out. We went through that, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is yeah. episode ninety-six. Ninety. So close. Yeah, to we're almost at a hundred. So close. Sweet to Seymour Skinner's badass song. That's right. Um, so this episode is about Homer going to space. Because NASA believes they need better ratings, and the only way they can do that is by putting a blue-collar slob on a space mission. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of shows that are on ABC and Fox. Because no one cares about NASA anymore. It's true, and that's a real shame. That's one of my. That's one of the saddest things. Is that? I mean, they we don't really do they that. They did. Anymore. They did the mm-hmm. stuff that we wanted them to do. Yeah, but they could keep Went going. Went into space, landed on the moon. You know, they said like. They said, like, the moonshot, like, let's go to the moon. It took a decade. It took us 10 years. It took the Americans and the Russians battling it out 10 years to get there. From this is science fiction mm-hmm. to we are, we this are is reality. Yeah. We can do this. Allegedly. Want to know a fun story? <laughs> oh, no. Want to know a fun story? I guess. Uh, the uh, conspiracy uh-huh. theory that the moon landing was faked yeah. is actually a conspiracy in and of itself that was propagated by the Russian KGB. 
Oh. And we know this because that was verified by a KGB defector. How do I know that's not a conspiracy that you're perpetuating? That you you can look this up. You can look this up. This is this is a thing that was debunked in the early nineties. I (laughs) I hope you realize I am the least (laughs) conspiracy theorist. I'm. I know you are. Okay, but. I just need it to be out there okay. because every time someone says that that the moon landing might be faked, I feel just a white hot flash of rage um, because it's like, wow, you think so little of our species that you don't <laughs> think we could get to the moon? Are you kidding? What do you think about the... Uh... We could vaporize this planet in less than a second. You don't think we can get to the moon? <laughs> what do you think about the co- the conspiracy that... Um, we did land on the moon, just not when they purported it to happen. So they faked the original landing, but then did it for real. No, it's because 100%. they wanted to beat the the Russians. One hundred percent false. I mean, I agree. Yes, yeah. I, I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> if there, if even you had is heard a of moon, that. well, yeah, that's, that's the actual conspiracy. That's true. <laughs> really? The moon oh. has the moon never real. existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this is the Truman Show. It's where like Ed Harris every planet. <laughs> It's Christoph's command. Like every planet that has moons has a name, and ours is just called Moon. Do you think? Come on. You think that's coincidence? No. No. If it was a real thing, we would call it like Titan or Galileo or something. Or Ed Harris. Or Ed Harris. (laughs) That'd be. I I think we should petition that. We should call the moon Ed Ed Harris. Harris. Mm -hmm. Or even just Harris, just to make it cleaner, you know? Uh, The Ed Harris Memorial Looter Object. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did he die? No, he didn't. Oh. 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 But he will, but it's still a like everybody. Him, yeah. But the moon won't. I think Ed Harris will live forever. We mm-hmm. that's in the moon. In the, in mo- the moon, and that will be the man. If you in the believe moon. they put a man on the moon, it was Ed Harris. <laughs> Andy Kaufman and the wrestling match. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good work. All right, so there's a lot of Jim Carrey movie crossovers going on there. That's true. Got Truman Show and Truman man on Show the moon. and yeah, whoa, weird. Yeah. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> Did you ever see Battle of the Moon? No, I didn't. If you I... add up the minutes to the movies that Jim Carrey is in, they all equal the number 23. So. <laughs> you gasped. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't mention the number 23. No, we all agreed not to talk about that movie anymore. Come on. It was like the first the movie. The best Jim Carrey movie of all time? Why wouldn't we ever talk about that? I feel like that was like the first movie... I ever remember my life seeing and then being embarrassed right away, <laughs> just for everyone. Just like, like for myself. leaving the movie theater, you're like covering your face. Like I hope no one sees me that I saw this movie. Yeah, yeah. Or were you just embarrassed for everyone involved? Uh, yeah, everyone, like yeah. myself, for right? Seeing sure, it, sure, for sure. For other people, for seeing it, but also for everyone involved in it, that they that they made it and they just kept going after it existed. Right. They didn't just burn it. It's a shame. It is a shame, yeah. but it's also true that every Jim Carrey movie you add them together equals twenty three. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? Does it? Re- okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not twenty three minutes, movie but is. it's twenty three hours. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's two shoes and three <laughs> coats here. Oh my god, twenty three! <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you can find the number. You, you can find any number anywhere if you try history. hard enough. <laughs> Oh my anyway, god! It's and I kind of want to watch it again. I, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, it can't be that bad. Yeah, come on, oh, let's give it another it shot. Is. Oh, but it is. 
It's so <laughs> who is, bad. Who was is, who is in that movie with him? Wasn't it like Virginia Laura Linney? Madsen. Oh, Virginia Madsen. Yeah. That oh, girl. dear. Mm-hmm. I love her. She was in Highlander 2. She no? sure was. She sure was. Wasn't she in the first one? Maybe. She was in the first one. Okay. I, I saw the second one recently, so I... Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, I don't yeah. remember the first one, um, or her being in the first one. The, the second one is unwatchable. Oh, it's really bad. It's so bad. Um, but it's hilarious. I have a, um, I have like a, I've, I've made like a diagram in my brain of how the Highlander series works. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really great, mm. but I won't go into it here because it has nothing to do with Well, anything. you know what's interesting is in the second one, they like make them aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the aliens are in space and this mo- this episode is all about space. So that's unless, how we get back on unless track. Unless we're talking about the director's cut of Highlander 2, in which case they're not aliens. I just got us back on track. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I was reaching so hard with that. <laughs> you were, but I uh, I appreciate the effort, and I will honor it by coming with you. Great. Uh, <laughs> Glad you're agreeing to do the podcast. Um, this is interesting. A copy of this episode is available for astronauts to watch at the International Space Stations. Astronauts? Astronauts. Like uh, aus- astronauts, astronauts from astronauts. Austria? Yes. Not English-speaking astronauts. No, astronauts. Astronauts. <laughs> oh, you went for... I went for ostrich astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> At least his is possible. <laughs> Mine's plausible. Can't Not put really. Ostriches astronauts in... from Austria, Alan. <laughs> Austria. You're right. Come on. They just bodybuild there, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, oh, boy. All right, so... <laughs> Ostrich astronauts aside. What did we think of this episode, guys? 17 minutes later. Oh, boy. Uh, This is a funny episode. It's really weird. It's one of the most out there episodes in the series, I'd say. And I'm not just saying that because they literally go out there into the outer limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also just there's a lot of weird um, face morphing. There's two instances of um, face morphing in this episode. This is the episode that a lot of people point to as a as kind of a transition episode from more grounded family stories to just flat out cartoony wackiness. Mm-hmm. And they make they, they they make the fact that this is a cartoon very very known in this episode in particular. Yeah. With At the, the very face. least, it opens the door yeah. for for more episodes like this because I wouldn't say like, every episode after this is no no no. Not but like it's, reality, it's, but... it's a transition episode that made it like it's it's like it's one of those watershed moments like Leonard Nimoy teleporting away. Right. Right. Where it's like we could actually do this <laughs> if we wanted to. Yeah. Right. Um. And and they 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 use animation. To their to the best of their ability in this one, I mean, like you get you, you go to space. We're in space mm-hmm. for a little while in this episode. A chimp talks, <laughs> which yeah. is so mm-hmm. weird. Yep. No, I don't think we're going to be doing that. <laughs> and then he roller skates <laughs> yeah. away. Well, yeah. I mean, how else did chimps get around? Uh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, they all roller skate. I think he's the chimp from Hail to the Chimp. Well, that's, that's what you get for not hailing to the chimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like that one. <laughs> Just took a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's a good episode. Like, there's a lot of funny stuff. But, yeah, it's just... There's a lot of, a lot of those moments that I'm just like, that's not The Simpsons I like. Yeah. This so. is a weird one mm-hmm. in the middle of season five. Which is, 
like I'm not say, I'm not going to say references for the sake of references or yeah, but I'm also not going to say I don't like it. Oh no, I, I I'll watch it anytime. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just felt like this time this time around it's probably because we're looking at it definitely is because we're looking at the show with um with our critics hats on. Yeah, uh, just a uh, a noticeably more analytical eye than I have ever done before. Yeah. Um for the express purposes of this of this podcast, right? That these things seemed more out of the ordinary, right? And especially because we're watching it all in order, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you watched um, the episode immediately prior to this, which was Lisa versus Malibu Stacy, the, the weirdest thing is that G.I. Joe is a person yeah. in that one, which is really very funny. Mm-hmm. And in this one, there's a talking chimp. Yeah. Homer turns into Richard Nixon. And Popeye. And Popeye. Mere minutes apart. Ants talk. Ants have a language, <laughs> like a, apparently a translatable language yep. that translates perfectly into English. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's wacky. <laughs> it's absolutely wacky. They they have a Beverly Hillbillies car. They have a Beverly Hillbillies car for yeah. no reason. Just for, yeah, one, for, just no for reason. one scene. That's how they drive to NASA. Yeah. They loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Like that's a that's a that's a joke that I feel like would have been in season four, maybe pitched mm-hmm. in the writer's room and immediately been like, no, no. what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of here. Conan. Keep throwing pencils at the ceiling and come back when you got something good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the episode opens with um, Homer at the nuclear power plant. This is one of the things I like most about this episode is its reincorporation ability. The, it, its ability to, right. use, to use this, this joke and Again, in the end, yeah, uh, and it, it it makes it makes a swerve, not really a swerve, right? Right. And we have, of course, Mr. Burns giving one of his greatest speeches. <laughs> the head of uh, Colonel Montoya. Colonel Montoya. Yeah. A shiny donkey for whoever a brings shiny, me a shiny new donkey yeah. for whoever brings me the head of Colonel Montoya. Yeah. Until Smithers reminds him that's not the speech he's giving currently. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is time to honor our worker of the week. Um, yeah, so apparently they give out a worker of the week award at the plant. We're just hearing about this now, but For, everyone has one. Well, it's a union. It's union rule 27. Yeah. Everyone has one except Homer, and because yeah. of the rule, uh, he knows he'll win because everyone needs to get it at least once. Yep. Um, but they decide to give it to an inanimate carbon rod. Because obviously it does its job better than Homer does. Yeah. We know a brick could do Homer's job. Yeah. Well, since he took over a safety inspector, meltdowns have tripled. <laughs> <laughs> What's really weird, though, is that everyone brings their Worker of the Week award to the Worker of the Week award ceremony. I, I, I bet that's, <laughs> like, also a rule. Mm. I guess. It's just, like... No, I was... It was it's definitely <laughs> weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Because, like, like, no one seems to really care about it. So, like, why would they be like, ooh, I can't wait for the Worker of the Week award. I got mine. How about you, Lenny? I I mean, that's another rule. That's the only place you're allowed to show it or wear it. Right, yeah. You can't wear it any other day. Right, because, like, Homer got sent to the insane asylum for wearing a pink shirt, so. Yeah, like, that would match up. Yep. (laughs) Lord (laughs) only knows what you get for wearing a shiny metal. The chair. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> like, how did they choose the rod? I mean, there's got to be more than one rod. Yeah, but that one there. was like really excelled. It was mm. green. Mm. It was green. I always thought it was a plutonium rod. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah. It was like inanimate carbon carbon rod, but that's plutonium. Yeah, come on, idiot. You set this up in your intro every day. (laughs) Exactly. Green a green rod in the world of the Simpsons is plutonium. Mm. How dare you change it? I guess it's a green glowing rod. True. Give me a break. (laughs) Well, what if the the rod that's honored in this episode is the one in his shirt that becomes carbon because he takes it out of the lab? And it and mm-hmm. and cuz plutonium's half-life is super short. Yeah. And it just turns into carbon? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, chemistry. Wow. <laughs> that's fan theory. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's published that nope. and no one better. No. Because <laughs> it hear started me here. <laughs> yeah. You've been stealing my ideas for too long. <laughs> If you publish this BuzzFeed, you better link to this podcast. <laughs> you know how many rods work there, Alan? 23. Oh, damn it. 23 <laughs> rods work at BuzzFeed? Rod. She's right. No, at the power plant. Oh. <laughs> Carbon rods. Damn it. <laughs> Top 23. Oh, I just got it. Damn it. I swung and missed again. Yeah, you <laughs> did. Damn it. You're really off your game lately. Well, I was good at the beginning of the episode. I was good. I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to swing and miss. It's not going to. I'm not going to whiff it." It's, and then, and, then, you and did. then whiffed, whiffed. God, my improvisational brain is fried right now. <laughs> that's that's too bad. Uh, so Homer basically is, you know, upset that he doesn't get any respect, and mm-hmm. uh, he goes home to his family, and they don't respect him either. <laughs> Mostly Bart. You know, he puts uh, insert brain here on his head. Oh, God, that's such a funny and then sad moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's genuinely, like, kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> Where it's like, the family is like, ah, <laughs> look at our, like, look at our father slash husband. And then eventually they the realization sets in that, like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. It's a sobering moment in a wacky episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he just keeps going yep. to try and see what's on the back of his head. I don't know if you guys know anything about physics, but he'll never see it. No. Without a mirror. He'll never like see ne- what's on What the if go- he went really fast, though? No. Because well, his eyes are on the front of his head, so right. his vision can never see the back of his head. Wow. You ever try to look at the back of your head? Try it right now. Oh, yeah, I see, see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not possible. Well, chemistry and physics. Yeah, and we're, space. we're we're teaching Sci- a lot here. Science episode. I don't know if that's <laughs> physics. It might be just anatomy. It's both biology. <laughs> hey, we covered all three then. Yay. Great. <laughs> the only three you need, according <laughs> to high school. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Is there Actually, another? Sorry, one? one one of the three is all you need. That's true. I took general. Oh, <laughs> just science. Just science. We had si- yeah. we had science ten yeah. where you covered all three. Yeah, and then you had. Chemistry, biology, and physics, 20, yeah. and then et cetera, et cetera, 30 for the next two years. But you only had to pick one of those Yeah, I know. Each and year. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, screw specifying. I'm going to take general sciences. But we didn't have that option. Yeah, I wish you did. I don't. I got to make a car. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm familiar with cars. And an air cannon. I made an air cannon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We made ice cream. Oh. In our science class. Here's a big bag of rock salt. Yeah. And some cream. <laughs> Go to town. 
<laughs> it's great. It's good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, Homer gets embroiled in NASA. Well, yeah, so he's watching TV. God, that's so and funny. And I just want to play this clip yeah, of the uh, the boring space launch uh, because this is what Homer encounters uh, when he's like, TV respects me. It's a lovely day for a launch here live at Cape Canaveral at the lower end of the Florida Peninsula. And the purpose of today's mission is truly, really electrifying. That's correct, Tom. The lion's share of this flight will be devoted to the study of the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws. Unbelievable. And just imagine the logistics of weightlessness. And, of course, this could have literally millions of applications here on Earth in everything from watchmaking to watch repair. Boring! No! The batteries! Now let's look at the crew a little. They're a colorful bunch. They've been dubbed the Three Musketeers. <laughs> and we laugh legitimately. There's a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. Bring it up! <laughs> no, not another boring space launch. Change the channel. Change the channel! I can't! I can't! That's just so accurate. <laughs> right? Um, space exploration is maybe one of the most important things that we as a species can do. And yet it's so boring. It's, they made it like in like the, 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 the way NASA approached it, it was in like just absolutely the wrong way. Like they're right. Like the, the, the reason this, I find this, the, especially the front end of this episode so funny is because they're absolutely right. Um, it was never presented in an exciting way. It was never made exciting. You have to actually actively work to make it exciting. Mm -hmm. You have to go out and like find great uh, dramatizations of the space program, great writings of the space program, um, specifically Tom Wolfe's The Right Stuff, um, both the book and the movie, is really great. Like um, From the Earth to the Moon, the HBO series, um, and, and Apollo 13, Apollo 13 is, is extremely accurate and also... Very exciting and gravity. Um, yeah, no, stop it. Armageddon. Now. Armageddon's a good one. I want to punch you in the face. I don't want clues. <laughs> and now Camille's mic has been turned off <laughs> for a few minutes. Well, I should turn your mic back on. Oh, yeah. Have you not been picking me up this whole time? No, not this whole time. Great. This will be a great podcast. I'm kidding, of course. I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wish I was kidding for the. Fantastic Four podcast. Oh. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> Any hoot and a half. Yeah, so uh, Homer gets upset at the space launch and he calls NASA. He, It's not even a crank call. He's just calling them to no, yell he's at just, them. He's just like, I'm sick of your boring space yeah, launches. How did you get this number? Shut up. <laughs> and another thing. Why can't I find any tang around here? Which is a fruit drink, if you're yeah, not He's not being lewd. Crystallized fruit. Why, why, why does he want Tang, though? Because the astronauts get it, and he right, wants it. Right, 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 right. I had Tang, like, a lot as a kid. I never realized yeah. it was a... <laughs> All right. <laughs> How about you, Camille? Did you ever have um, Tang? What's, what's your relationship with Tang? Um, <laughs> you're a child. Oh, God. <laughs> I've actually never had... Like, do they sell that in Canada? 
I mean, as I far as I know, like I said, I, mean, I, 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 had, I had some. Had just tang like, there was for miles. There was, <laughs> there was grape tang. There was orange tang. There was pooty tang. No, that's a film. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Louis C.K. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, true story. He wrote, <laughs> yeah, he wrote pooty tang. <laughs> and directed, I think. Everybody's got to start anyway. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a bit. That was real. Uh, but no, I, I do remember like legitimately having in my house uh, like the boxes of the fruit drink and just it, it sat there for a long time. Like we, we I think we preferred Kool-Aid. <laughs> so we'd use the Kool-Aid boxes up quicker. But it just it never occurred to me that it would be like hard to find. It just seemed like a normal thing. And it never also never occurred to me that it was associated with astronauts in some way. The only reason it was associated to me with astronauts is because the, I remember the commercials very well and they had chimps dressed up in spacesuits. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they would be drinking Tang. Weird. In spacesuits. Oh, yeah. I kind of oh. remember that. Yeah. That's, that's sparking something. That's how I recognized it. Hmm. Oh, that seems like one of those, like, astronaut myths, like the astronaut ice cream that ast- astronauts don't actually have or eat in space. No. Just like or one like of those things. Dots. Yeah. The ice like, cream oh, of the future. In space, but they don't have that. <laughs> Not a Sean orange Spicer. Beverage. <laughs> you guys no? heard about that? <laughs> no. You know Sean Spicer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The press secretary of the Not president. Yeah. Well, yeah. Melissa uh, McCarthy? Yes, Melissa yes. McCarthy. Uh, he, <laughs> apparently someone like looked into his Twitter past oh and found he had this has this weird feud with Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. There's he, a beef? Like he, like he would tweet at them and be like, Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. <laughs> like he's so mad. <laughs> And there's, there's like, and then it like, there's silence for like a couple years, and then he like re- repeats he does it. it again. And then he like goes to a baseball game or something, and he can't get uh, vanilla flavor Dippin' Dots at the baseball game. Sure. So he's like, he's like, if Dippin' Dots doesn't even have vanilla, then how can it be the f- ice cream of the future? Hmm. What? Because in the future we'll outgrow vanilla. Yeah. Obviously. Is, does anybody really even consider vanilla a treat still? <laughs> It's classic Greg. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for real. I'm Absolutely. putting that out there. In Ice the cream ether. is a treat. Mm-hmm. I don't care what flavor it is. It's well, I can't have it. So I'm just going to say. Well, yeah, so you like, don't, you're not the one who should be talking about Vanilla, this. I never considered that a treat, though. Like, it was like. That's why you're lactose intolerant, Greg. Is that, is <laughs> yeah, that my point? vanilla for breakfast, vanilla. dinner, and lunch. You had vanilla ice cream. I just considered it a meal. Yeah. I just considered it a meal, and I would never ask for seconds, but I would always get dessert. Your parents were poor, and, and they stumbled chocolate. upon some lawsuit with Lucerne. Oh, <laughs> so they got a lifetime supply of vanilla ice cream. Only vanilla, because that was the settlement they reached. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they just fed you with that your whole life, and so now you think, oh, that's just normal. But for some of us, it's a treat, Greg. It's true. Not all of us have Lucerne money. <laughs> and yet and yet Dippin' Dots doesn't have it. Well, just not that one. They time. can't be Mm-mm. the ice cream of the future, apparently. I like Dippin' Dots. I've never tried them. I had them Obviously. at uh, Cape... Uh, no, uh, John Cape Kennedy. Canaveral? No, sorry. Uh, John Kennedy Space Center. Hey! Oh, Florida, when nice. I was there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been. Cool. I, I did, yeah. Me when too. I was very young. But, Me too. But I, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, it was I, so I was cool. super into like the idea of space travel and Me stuff. Me too! So. So, like, I never got into NASA because, like we said, I think they were kind of boring. But the idea of space travel and just going to see the Kennedy Space Center was, like, awesome for little little toddler Alan. They were, I wasn't a toddler. I was probably... When I was <laughs> down there... Like in my teens. <laughs> when I was down there in Florida, we went to Cape Canaveral. Mm-hmm. 
and there was a launch scheduled for that day. Oh, wow. But they wow. had to cancel it due to weather because they always have to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's like... <laughs> Mastered space travel, but not how to get past rain clouds? That's... it's Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I would not say we've mastered it. Well, that's true. I mean, it is a risky proposition at we've, best. We've, we've accomplished it. Yeah, we've gotten there. We've gotten, we've broken our gravity and and attacked the gravity of another lunar object. Our only lunar that's object. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harnessed it and then Harris. used it to send us on back. Our moon, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Praise it. So Homer's uh, Homer's crank calls actually gets him into NASA. Well, yeah, because they basically decide that they need to get uh, someone similar to what is popular on TV based on space, based based on the shows they they research, which is Home Improvement, Home Improvement, and Married with Children, Um, (laughs) which is Married with Children, Fox's only other hit show at the time. Yeah. The only other show on Fox that anybody was watching. I forgot to look this up. I was going to, but do you know if uh, Katie Seagal did the voice of Peg? It doesn't say here. Okay. Um, I don't. It didn't sound like her yeah. enough, so I'm pretty sure it was one of the cast members doing a impression. But I. Think but I thought that would be an, a fun thing yeah, because she's little, a, that would be a, a great Easter egg. Yeah, she's a main mm. character in Futurama. If you're unfamiliar, which is another show by Matt Groening. Anyone hear of this? Anyone hear of this? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I would actually think it would be a really like an awesome Easter egg if she did it in the Deep Space Homer episode because right. it's like kind of spacey and like all that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we go into Futurama, and so, but she didn't. And then so. you also see Nibbler's shadow, like. Oh yeah. By the it was all planned, like, oh, you guys. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was the same universe all along. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama is not the show of the future. No. <laughs> it's canceled. It's my beef with Futurama. Um. Yeah, so they, they go and find Homer, uh, still at Moe's, making more crank calls, I guess. Not even crank calls, Well, but he's just, calls. just calling the president. He, he gets calls the, the president. president on the line, yeah. and he wants to find Tang, and he thinks the president can find him Tang. Now, in this instance, I think there is a funny double entendre. Oh, there definitely there. is, because it's because Bill Clinton. Because Bill Clinton yeah. liked Tang. This is, um, this is before <laughs> the scandal broke, I think. Oh, they uh, called it. The big scandal. The big one. Yeah. Yeah. There was other ones. There was definitely other ones. Like, (laughs) he was called Slick Willie all long before that. He played the saxophone, you guys. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) I like the tangophone. Terrible. (laughs) Really bad. We can edit that out in post. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Sexophone. It's right there. But tang. (laughs) But tang. But tangophone. But the tag. Uh, <laughs> but I do love, that's uh, probably one of my favorite jokes in the episode is mm. his call to the president. Um, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. I figured if anyone knew where, where to get some tang, it'd be you. Pause. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, what was he saying? <laughs> well, he was saying, where did you get this number? I don't think so, because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if, it got, if he got through that, that far, then he must have expected it somehow. <laughs> I feel like he was trying to tell him. I th- well, he... if you go down to the store, that's my Bill Clinton. It's terrible. That's very bad. <laughs> Not going to sugarcoat that remember, one. I don't remember how he sounds, you guys. It's been too long. That's pretty close, but still not good. I did not have no, sexual No, stop. Just stop. Just stop. There's an... Hello, I'm Bill Clinton. Stop, please. <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> um, I was a president. 
and now I'm not. My wife was almost president, but she got beat by some douchebag. Yep, it's all true. It's a uh, quote. Direct <laughs> quote. <laughs> uh, so Homer tries to deflect yeah. the uh, the NASA people because they're saying like, "Are you making all these bad phone calls?" And so he diverts it to Barney. And so they're like, hey, you want to be an astronaut? You'll gain respect. And he's like, sure. And then Homer, of course, wanting respect in this episode. That's all he wants. He's like, no, it was me. It's me you want. And so they're like, well, might as well just take both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one NASA guy, Billy clubs them both. Yeah. Which is a running gag that I love. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's a pretty great, great gag. Uh, this... Leads them to the Beverly Hillbillies moment, and we're on the. Then NASA we get basically base. basically a training montage, as it were. Yeah, they're yeah. they're deciding which of the two should be the one to go in space because you can only afford one of them or whatever. And we're introduced um, to uh, two awesome characters, uh, Buzz Aldrin and Race Banyan. Yeah, Race Banyan, my favorite character in this episode. Really, <laughs> I just love that name. I think it's so <laughs> funny. I think it's a perfect astronaut name. You know where it's from? No, uh, Johnny Quest. That's great. There's a character called Race Bannon. Oh, so I just love that his name's Race Banyan. That's <laughs> so funny to me. Not my favorite joke. Okay, but <laughs> Good. few. Yeah, um, yeah. Buzz Aldrin, uh, the second man on the moon, who's in the guest house this week. Second comes right after first. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they all just look, look at, at him. Oh man, <sighs> poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he wasn't the other guy. Yeah, that's true. No the one, guy no who was in the command one. module. Yeah. His name was Mike something. Mike C? TV. C? Mike Pence? Was it Mike Pence? God damn it. <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I mean, like, at least, like, you're the second man on the moon. E- moon. Everybody knows Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. right? Everybody knows those names. Do they, though? I know everyone knows Neil Armstrong. I feel like the only reason I know Buzz Aldrin is because of this episode. <laughs> I think that might be a good reason, but you know now what he's famous for yeah. because of this episode, yeah. right? But so, I'm wondering how many people who didn't watch The Simpsons know who Buzz Aldrin is. I wouldn't know. I don't associate with those people. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> those garbage people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, we could say that because they won't listen to this. Exactly. <laughs> Take that. You can say else. anything you want about somebody who you know doesn't watch The Simpsons mm-hmm. on this podcast. Do you want to try? I like Bill Clinton. <laughs> I know Hillary's not going to listen to this. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got so really normally, nervous. So normally, you wouldn't want Hillary to know that you like her husband? Correct. Okay. <laughs> just, just clarify. <laughs> She'd want to think she that I listen. like her. Right. Better. Better. <laughs> I'm not saying I like him, but I'm just saying I like Bill Clinton. I yeah. just, there's something about him. He's real likable. Slick Willie. Still, yeah. So, yeah. Plays the saxophone. <laughs> hey, this is a really off-topic uh, question, okay. and I mean, like, really off-topic. Oh, no. Is that Allie's shirt? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were painting at rehearsal, so. I've actually absorbed all of Allie's characteristics. <laughs> My <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Nailed it. That was spot on. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think she'll listen to this either. Probably not. I mean, she guesses, but she doesn't listen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think most of our guests don't listen. Ife um, does. I listen. Yeah, well. Camille listens? Yeah. Oh, good. That's very nice of you. We'll, we'll yeah. welcome you back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, 
so they they do some training. Uh, Barney is uh, not allowed to have beer during the training. And I love how Barney instantly becomes super capable. Yep. As soon as he doesn't like, and this is a running gag throughout the series. Yeah. All right. As soon as he goes off of the booze, he's great. Like he flies helicopters. Yep. He's a sober. Barney is very capable. Yeah. It's basically a long running commentary on the dangers of alcoholism. Yep. So there yep. you go. But uh, so he wins handedly the uh, kind of contest. You're both winners. Well, but in a more accurate way, Barney is the winner. I I I use that line all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, it's perfect. One of those. It's one of those like life lines. Yep. Where it's like in a way you're both winners, but in a more accurate way, <laughs> blank is the winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you're both. Yeah, that's just. It's so, great. Yeah, it's great. Let's toast. Uh, yeah, and, and they give him non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic sh- champagne, but it still like triggers his. It's the placebo effect, right? Yep. Triggers yep. his alcoholism, and he it begins. He steals a jetpack. Steals a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Says do 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 do, and <laughs> flies away. What a doop do do. Runs out of fuel. He bounces across the roof of a pillow factory. Lands <laughs> on the street. It gets run over by a marshmallow truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Homer wins by default. The two sweetest words of the English language. <laughs> default. He's not wrong. No. Technically, D is a word. And okay. default is two. <laughs> because you can D is a word? Yeah, well, D is a letter, but you spell it out and it's a word. I don't think that's how letters work. It is. Okay. D. You spell it D-E-E. Ta-da. I'd still call it a letter, not a word. Yeah, but you would spell it, right? No, I don't. You don't spell letters. You use letters to spell words. Check. (laughs) Mate. (laughs) Moving on. I don't like like it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I don't like how this ended. (laughs) Alan's like, I think I got bamboozled. (laughs) I don't know where it was, though. I don't know what happened to me. Perhaps hoodwinked. Uh, Perhaps um, hoodwinked too. No, oh God. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Are we pushing you over the hedge? Oh no! Please stop. <laughs> Would you rather try a nut job? Oh God, no! <laughs> I want this bit flushed away. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Flush. Uh, Can I just say? I know we've. <laughs> I know we've moved. I knew we moved on. We've moved past it, but. I just really love their characterization of home improvement. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's so good. It's like it, and it's like five seconds long, but it's like yeah, home improvement is one of the shittiest shows that's ever been made. And aside from the yeah. like death of Wilson, it's very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how an episode goes. Yeah, I've supercharged the riding mower, and then something goes horribly wrong, and uh, and then he's like, "Whoops, that's too bad," yeah. and is like nonchalant about it. And then that, like, Tim Allen noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe that show exists. Have you seen his new show? No. It's, does he do the sound? It's, does he grunt? Uh, he does, like, a, ver- a new variation oh, of it. Well, yeah, you like got it. He's just, like, this, like, ultra-conservative dad with a bunch oh, of daughters, no. and it's called, like, Last Man Standing. Oh, yeah. Really I remember hearing bad. about that. It's worth a hate watch. Well, maybe one day. (laughs) We'll watch it after Armageddon and um, the number 23. (laughs) Oh, man. 
What I'm, a marathon. I'm sorry I went back to that, but I... It's fine. I, it's just so accurate. Like it's it's a perfect and and married with children. It's it's a perfect like showcase of this is what that show is. In early, a nutshell. Yeah, early to mid nineties television. Yeah, and sitcoms, and how like they were just hooting and hollering when he flushed the toilet. Right. It's like, yep, that's about right. Yeah. The only Woo! good one was Seinfeld. It's true. Actually. I, I didn't like Frasier because of the laugh track. I couldn't handle it because of the oh, laugh track. Okay. Um, Seinfeld I could handle because it was just so, so good. It was so well written. I could, I could deal with the laugh track. And Jerry is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's such a bad actor. And, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, like, it, it, it never <laughs> felt like it was an actual show. It always just felt like it was a showcase for crazy jokes, yeah. which was fine with me. I just love the idea of it being like Elaine. Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, like in a sitcom watching it happen. Like that's what I, yeah. that's how I enjoy it the most is just, I feel like it's, it's legitimately him watching three masters of comedy doing a funny show yeah. and he's just along for the ride and just smiling the whole time. Like, this is great. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And that's yeah. why it works. That's why it holds up. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like a weird meta show. Yeah. That's how I can appreciate it now. Yeah. Um, so Homer wins by default, and they see another very on-point itchy, itchy and scratchy episode that makes Homer very, very afraid mm-hmm. and causes him to run away. Yep. Um, and then he, uh, he calls Marge. He does call Marge. Do you have a clip? He, I do. Okay. Uh, he is nervous about the flight. Okay. Marge, I don't really want to go through with this, but being an astronaut is how I got you to respect me. Homer, when I met you, you weren't an astronaut. You didn't even know how to use a touchstone. But I still respected you, and I always will, no matter what. Homer, you already dialed. But on the other hand, when you don't take advantage of an opportunity, you can end up regretting it for the rest of your life. You're right, Marge. Just like the time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. And then when I got there, they told me he just left. And when I asked the mall guy if he would ever come back again, he said he didn't know. Well, I'm never going to let something like that happen again. I'm going into space right now. Oh, I am so proud of you. And I know it's going to go just fine. How do you not know how to use a touch tone? <laughs> it's, the, it's the rotary ones that are tricky. It's true. Yeah. Mm, it's just buttons. Anybody else... Also, just seems like he has like a like bad memory in this. Yeah, <laughs> he just starts dialing again. A- anybody <laughs> else find that so the fun. that the music kind of makes this scene? Hmm. Like when he's talking about, I'll go a little later. I'll go yeah, a little later, and it, how like the it, sentimental like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> draws this like yeah. weird emotional thing yeah. to this really ridiculous story. Yeah, but I think that's I mean that makes it funnier. Oh right? yeah, it's Is it's that... definitely on purpose. They do it yeah. also when they're watching the launch and they're trying to turn the. Like t- trying to get the TV to turn off. Oh right, like, and it's like it's like a like an act like right, kind the, of like the a, music swells of yeah, like it's a suspenseful tension, tension yeah. strings. Mm. Right, it's great. It's comedy, you guys. Yeah, it's, there's lots of ways ways to make comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many ways to bake a comedy cake. Yeah, take one scoop of humor, or you say three, two, one, make rocket go now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Three, two, one, open door now. Yep. It's just like I like how they brought it back for that. Yeah. That joke. 
Buzz Aldrin gets now. some good lines. Yes. In this. Uh, so does James Taylor, mm-hmm. who's our other... Other guest in the, the guest house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, they succeed in going to space. Yeah. Um, and the first thing Homer does is open a bag of chips. The very first yep. thing is ruins the mission. <laughs> like He smuggled a bag of potato chips on board yeah. somehow. I, I mean, you can blame NASA for not being diligent in checking his pockets. Well, it was a pre-9-11 world, Alan. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Things uh, are different. And then he immediately goes to try and eat them all and... Smashes well, the glass. He does the, the classic Blue Danube yeah. uh, sequence that is showcased in many a clip show mm-hmm. since this. Yeah. Um, that's always oh. the uh, iconic uh, moment of this episode, I'd yeah. say, yeah. that most people remember. But yeah, smashes into the ants, and they, that's when we learn their language. Freedom, horrible, <laughs> horrible freedom. Protect the queen. Which one's the queen? I'm the queen. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> Like that they don't know. <laughs> it's like everything we know about ants is proven completely false in that. But I also like the, the peek into this society that they don't know, and therefore one ant is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna pretend to be the queen and they'll all <laughs> serve me. And this stupid jerk other ant just blows it all out <laughs> up for him. No, you're no not. you're not. Uh, <laughs> there not. goes there goes that plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we got chips and ants flying all around the inner compartment, and that's when James Taylor sure makes is. his appearance. Yeah. And you know, I'm not as laid back as people think. Here's what's going to happen: I'm going to sing, and you're going to float there, and you're going to like it. And they just float <laughs> there with ants and chips all around them. I think that's one of my favorite little. Screenshots. It's a, yeah, it's just a nice little moment with yeah. James Taylor singing over yeah. them. And they're all, they're all angry. super unimpressed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and we get. You have it, right? Oh, do I ever? Just play it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, the uh, <laughs> the newscast that the family's watching um, with Kent Brockman, they, they get to go to the feed, and uh, here's what happens. We're just about to get our first pictures from inside the spacecraft with average, not Homer Simpson. And we'd like to... Ah! (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've just lost the picture, but uh, what we've seen speaks for itself. The Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthman or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. Please make the, the him with the graphic. Hail ants. The, yeah. Or oh the no the the, the, the sugar man. cane whipping yeah. the the man uh, the the thumb dr- the the thumb clip for yeah. this um that's so funny that the some that one of the graphics guys just has that oh, yeah ready every line every single line that Kent Brockman says in that moment in that minute and a half mm-hmm. is genius yeah yes. it's yeah, performed this is a... brilliantly it's written 
exquisitely and it's animated beautifully because they add that graphic in. Mm-hmm. And his like turn to the other camera. Yeah. And I, for one, welcome our new yeah. insect overlords. Yeah. Um, which is a sentence that's like pervaded culture. I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. Yeah, it's a meme now. Yeah. And just in general, like this joke is the one that for me stands the test of time. Like I said, the Blue Danube chip eating is the thing that's iconic, but this is the one that's like. This is the one if, that makes if, me laugh every time. If you had time. to destroy <laughs> everything about this episode but one scene, I would choose this scene to keep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this is the one that's just the, the funniest thing in the episode, one of the funniest things in the series, I think. Yeah, it's... It, Coupled with the later shot of him with the sign, the, the hastily ri- yeah. like written <laughs> sign and taped to the wall. They came up with a graphic, but they couldn't come up they with a graphic yeah, for Hail Ants. Ants. Of just text. Well, yeah, just a text. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like Kent was like, we need a Hail Ants thing. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. And he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. And like just <laughs> writes it and pastes it. Uh, because, I mean, we, we can, we can uh, surmise that um, because he says, you know, I want to reiterate my loyalty to this planet and its human president. So we can surmise that, like, between the, it's the, the two that we see... the best government we have for now. For now. <laughs> uh, but the two newscasts that we see, we can surmise that in between that, there was maybe some more commentary about how, you know... He's committing the treason. Ants, yeah, the ants will be yeah. a much better leader than Mr. Clinton. Earth treason. For example. Yeah. yeah. Earth treason. <laughs> like, so. It's true. Like, I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a great it's so good. set of words put together. <laughs> yeah. Like, can... Is that our favorite joke of the episode? It definitely... Is like, that yours? All of the... Yeah, all of the ant humor is number one. <laughs> Alan? Oh, 100%. Yeah, mine too. This is the very first time I think that's happened where <laughs> all three... A three-way yeah. favorite joke. Yeah. Sandwich, yeah, at trois. Mm. The the it's the Menage very f- chips and ants. That's all that's in that sandwich. <laughs> that's right. Together it's the very last. first time that's happened. Yeah. On, on this show. Um, so good work. Like David I Merkin. didn't even as soon as I saw that I didn't even bother thinking of anything else. No. Why would I? No. Right. That, like there's other funny moments, but nothing that actually like made me feel like I was going to collapse every <laughs> moment that it was that it was on. It's so funny. Yes. It's so funny. Um, but so while that's happening, obviously they lose the feed. So what's actually happening in space, uh, the ants start shorting out the navigational equipment. Mm-hmm. And so they have to think of a way to get rid of them. James Taylor has an idea. Yeah. But I'm sure you fancy NASA folks don't care about my small town ways. <laughs> I hit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really well-constructed joke, too, I think, where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we had a we had an ant problem at the farm. Yeah. And, and he gets Art Garfunkel to blow him out with a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea, actually. You just yeah. open the door. Open the door. It yeah. sucks all of them out. Yeah. And then they need to close the door. But Homer, of course, being Homer. Didn't have a seatbelt on. And he says, that is that. And, you know, wipes his hands and starts to fly out the door. Um, they save him, but he breaks the handle. So they can't close the door. They can't get back to Earth or He's, they'll burn up on reentry. And uh, Race Banyan wants to kill him. And yeah, Homer I'm taking you like, with me. Yeah, Homer's like, fine, I'll, let's do this. Yeah, I'll bash that pretty face of yours. And he grabs a rod. An inanimate carbon rod. That's right. And uh, but it gets stuck in the door yeah. and lodges it shut. This is another great joke, actually, mm-hmm. um, because he says if if you keep it there, it, it might be able to hold. And then he's like, "I'll bash you good." Yeah, 
So he'd rather kill Race Banyan yeah. and himself yeah. and Buzz Aldrin than get home alive. He just wants the satisfaction of yeah. bashing his pretty face. He's very short-sighted. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> they make it home. Luckily, they make it home. The carbon rod holds. holds they make it home. They crash right into the news. Like this... We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here really quick because <laughs> the episode itself does. Yeah. Right. So they crash right into the news news convention. Um, Buzz Aldrin gives all the credit to Homer and this rod. The rod goes on the cover of Time magazine. It's the thing that gets the ticker tape parade, and Homer is back at home because everything's got to start at square one. But at least Bart Bart has some newfound respect for him. Yeah. Instead um, of writing not, insert not brain pride. here. Less shame. Yeah, yeah. Not that far away from shame. <laughs> Just less shame. Less shame. But yeah, so it's 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 a it's a nice way to end it. Where yeah. he, he writes down hero. Yeah. And then uh, tosses his pen in the air, and oh. we get another two thousand one space odyssey reference. Yeah. Did you get? Have you seen two thousand one? Yeah. 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 Where would you assume I haven't, Greg? I don't know. I assume every. I just assume Dude, everybody hasn't swine. because it's oh, really? super boring. It is super. I fast. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this to I you guys. I fast forwarded the first half. until the plot started on on this on like the space. No, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the first, first third of the movie. Is you can watch it at two the times dawn of speed. Man. Yeah, I did. You can just watch I it at just, two times speed because yeah. there's no dialogue, right? Yeah. And it's just like you can just play classical music over it. Yeah. While the dawn of man is happening. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I know how it ends. It's for the first forty-five minutes, mm-hmm. I think. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's long. And then the next 45 minutes is the great stuff with Hal. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the last half hour is like, what is this? Yeah. No that one being no said, one would it's accuse, a genius movie. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah, no one would accuse Kubrick of making a palatable film. <laughs> or accessible on yeah, any level. Like, <laughs> like, no one's like, ooh, I really want to watch, you know, that, the new Kubrick film with my family. And just yeah. have it just to relax in the theater, you know? Let's do that. Classic summer blockbuster. Yeah. With the coobs. <laughs> yeah. Let's go watch Barry Lyndon. Ooh. In theaters. <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> I'm sad now. And I don't know why. Yeah, I really feel like a comment on masculinity and violence, and that's why I'm going to see Clockwork Orange with my with my sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full metal jacket date night. <laughs> Could just ri- I could just riff off yeah. all of his movies, yeah. but we're not going to. No. We're going to uh, hop on over to the reference desk. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Um, there's a whole bunch. 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 A Space uh-huh. Odyssey. Home there's Improvement. One. Married with Children. Beverly Hillbillies. We've already done all of those. Um, oh, the Star Trek Duel. Yeah. Um, 200 Quatloos on the newcomer. Apparently, um, Homer running while ri- lying on the floor is a uh, Three Stooges reference. Yeah, and they kind of—I mean—they kind of did that in um, uh, Last Exit to Springfield. Yeah, the whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. that's a—that's yeah—that's like kind of a classic. Yeah. So in this in this episode, I think it's less of a reference and more of a reference to that yeah. episode, in my opinion. But yeah, anyway, it's still technically uh, in a roundabout we, way. We said two thousand one. There's a uh, of course Planet of the Apes. Um, alien. There's a mild alien thing in uh, the Itchy and Scratchy episode mm. where he pops out of his chest. Yeah. Um, Total Recall in the beginning with the mm. people walking by the X-ray machine. Yeah, the original. Yep, oh. the good one. Yeah, 
Why would I talk about the Colin Farrell one? It's really bad. <laughs> um, the episode's a, a reference to Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. Oh, really? D- Deep Space Homer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally is. Huh. <laughs> it's a good title. Yeah. Um, oh, you said we said Race Banyan and Race yeah. Bannon. Uh, the right stuff. Yep. There's the walking scene as well as, you know, yep. Homer says at the end, I do have the right, what's that stuff? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen that movie? No. The right stuff? No. Fascinating. Hmm. Utterly yeah. fascinating. Because it starts with the, uh, it's the, it starts at literally the very beginning of the space program where they break the sound barrier. The biggest thing that you could do at the time was break the sound barrier. Hmm. And an American pilot di- does it. And they're like, we got to call everybody. We got to call everybody. And they're like, no, you can't call anybody. What if someone's listening? Like who? The Russians. And they're like, what? The Russians? They're our enemy now? Because no one really knew that they were the enemy because it was 1940-something when, the, when they broke the sound barrier. So it was like, oh, the Russians are our enemy. And then there's the scene where Jeff Goldblum sell, tells this room where, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's in the movie, where he's like, <laughs> Just, I lit up. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, where he's like, it's called Sputnik. And everybody loses their minds. Because <laughs> all of a sudden the Americans are losing. And they continue to lose for like the whole movie. <laughs> wow. Mm. Well, it's because the, the Mercury program was just about Americans, the Americans playing catch up uh, to the Russians. Ah. Uh, huh. Yeah. See, uh, that's chaos. Uh, well, well, there it is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. So. <It's> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great, great gold bloom. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, the Pirates of the Penzance. Um, I am a very modern, oh, love right. a modern major general. Yeah. Um, there once was a man from Nantucket. Ow. <laughs> and that. And yeah. The, the, the classic limerick. limerick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the end a... to that limerick? Oh. Like how does we can't there... say it on the air. Oh. No, we can't. We don't, <laughs> we don't care. I just, you only ever hear the first line of that. I've never. Investigate uh, <laughs> I, I I know it not verbatim. Um, let me find the real thing so I don't embarrass myself. A A B B A rhyme scheme. That's okay. all you need to know. Okay. About about those. You can mm-hmm. end them in a different way as long as it rhymes with Nantucket. And I just wonder if there was like a specific standard like Walt Whitman <laughs> classic <laughs> poem. <laughs> No, it would be a G.H. Lawrence, am I right? A Walt Whitman classic limerick? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His early years. Leaves of grass my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, Walt Whitman did write The Man from Nantucket. Mm. Um, oh, I nailed it. <laughs> did he actually? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. damn. That would have been amazing. No. Um, this isn't loading, but I mean, so the... The key, the key part is the second part, which is there. So there once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it. No, yeah. what? And then it's like it's something like something about like he said with a grin as he put it on his chin, uh, and I can't remember the the. You can't the remember punch the punchline, and it's not loading. The I, j- I found it, but it won't load. Just put the just put the whole thing in the description. <laughs> Um, so we've already talked about our favorite joke. Uh, Camille, did you like this episode? I did. I, it's funny when you asked me to be on the show, (laughs) 
um, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like that episode. And then I was like, oh, I love that ant part. Um, and I think rewatching it again, it's interesting, but I didn't, I didn't laugh. I didn't have as many guffaws as I remember. Um, so how, how about chortles? How many chortles did you have? Chor- a few scattered. A couple, couple chortles, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> fine. I really like that ant bit, though. So. Yeah. I love that yeah, ant bit. Ant bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, like this, this was weirder than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still like it. I still like it quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. The the hail ants, the freedom, horrible freedom, pretty much everything in space, I think, is pretty on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like it. It was weird. It was a weird one, and it took a little while to get to the space stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second act is the weakest y- with the training. The training. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So what about you, bud? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, a really funny episode, mostly for the the ants. Um, hail ants, but, but yeah, like I said, the second act, kind of, kind of weak and a little too out there for me mm-hmm. to really enjoy the episode. Sure. I definitely like the episodes that are more grounded in reality. Sure. Um, but still solid up. Oh yeah. Solid up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just not one of my faves. Fair enough. Um, so tune in next week. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about, uh, the episode Homer loves Flanders. Oh, I like this one. Um, I think I hate Ted Koppel. No, wait, I find him informative and witty. <laughs> um, Good so, night. You can, <laughs> so you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at bad neighbors pod. And just a reminder that our uh, listener contest uh, is going to be closing on February 28th. So be sure to get your artwork into us before then. And we'll announce a winner in March. What's the prizes again? Uh, either a $25 Amazon gift card or what's in the box. <laughs> you can trade it all away for That's what's right. in the box. You get a choice. Yeah. Um, so I'll leave you on this. There once was a man from Nantucket whose dick was so long he could suck it. He said with a grin as he rubbed on his chin, if my ear were a cunt, I could fuck it. Keep watching the scheme.